Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm with Eileen, and we're doing our podcast on sports entertainment and the American dream. We will be going over the social construction as well as research and data, and the social sociological perspective. So a little background on what early entertainment was would be blackface, which was actually the only representation of people of color. Blackface came with the character name as Jim Crow in in 1830. Jim Crow was basically portrayed as a black man who brought negative stereotypes such as being lazy, ignorant, or they were either criminals or hypersexualized. This lasted for about 30 years, being the only representation for black people. Um, blackface was really protested against after everyone saw the negatives it brought. It was ended in 1890, um, but you saw how these negative stereotypes kept going. So it's like the video that Blackshear showed us in class. I think it was called uh, Birth of a Nation. So in the movie, we see negative stereotypes of black people. So this white woman drops off the cliff because she does not want to marry a black man. This particular scene is offensive because after the woman jumps, the man goes on all four to check on her. So he's like depicted like, a, like an animal, basically. And then the actor that plays the black man was actually a, a white man with his face painted black so that relates to blackface yeah so we can see how white people profited from all of this the next representation of a black person would be in the radio show amos and andy which was an nbc broadcast radio show that appeared in 1929 and lasted until 1943 which then it later turned into a weekly comedy that lasted until 1955 this was created by white people who portrayed as blackface and kept those negative stereotypes going which white people thought was very comical they later gave two black men the opportunity to become stars in the show but yet it did not take the negative connotation away um as the negative stereotypes continued in the show and just the opportunity that black people had became like very historical but they saw the negatives it came with so it was just ran for two years and it was stopped in 1853 um and this showed how the negatives ultimately overtook what they were trying to do Another black sitcom that was allowed was Stanford and Sons, and that wasn't until 20 years later in 1972. Um, Blackshear also also showed us ethnic notions where black people were portrayed with big legs and over-exaggerated characteristics, and they were also like, they were also shown to love watermelon and like just be overly loud. Overall, like when something is constantly constantly fed to the public, they begin to believe or associate things for that group of people. Yeah, so, like, these stereotypes continued with such bro- such black products like Aunt Jemima. Um, you know, we talked about this in class with the negative stereotypes it brought, but yet black people are still the people who consume it the most. Um, 
going back to Amos and Andy, like it was a white-owned thing. So at the end of the day, these stereotypes still brought white people the profit, such as Aunt Jemima. So Aunt Jemima was actually first used in World War II, and it was used to transport poison to to the Japanese. I found this in militaryhistory.org, and 15. 15 tons were used but none of them were discovered so the ultimate purpose was to create a distraction to be brought to japan during world war ii just something that the Jap- the japanese saw no threat to um and jemima the actual picture was actually changed due to the stereotype it was portrayed um it changed but it was it's still the same it's still people who consume something that was ultimately just used as a negative connotation. This You could see the oppression in these stereotypes with things like the Brady Bunch and the Bill Cosby show, which were both shows based on family and like the family dynamic, which was... Brady Bunch was started in 1968 and the Bill Cosby show was in 1984. The Brady Bunch was just a bunch of people who lived in one house and the dynamic they portrayed. The Bill Cosby show was a family living in a house in New York and Bill Cosby was ultimately a doctor and his wife was a lawyer, yet they lived a middle class life even though they would have been making really good money at the time. This is symbolic due to that they got a show but it still shows how they weren't like it's like if they were put in a box they weren't allowed to like progress even though they were doctors and lawyers like it showed people that you could become whatever you wanted to put your mind to but at the end of the day you were still going to live that middle class life if that makes any sense yeah Yeah. well i guess i'll cut a lot out So you could see how conflict theory is used in both entertainment and sports with things such as. So overall, I think that sports and entertainment fall under conflict theory because certain advantages were given to white people and black people were ultimately at a disadvantage. So there was definitely tension between people of different racial groups. So to conflict theories, theorists, sports is a social institution in which the most powerful oppress or or manipulate others. So it basically maintains inequality in certain groups. So back in the 1960s, academic studies suggested that there were also segregation and racial discrimination in sport. So white people basically feared like the success of black people. So for example, Jack, Jack Johnson, who was the first black world heavyweight champion in 1908, uh, this was during the whole Jim Crow era. So white people were really concerned about like a black man succeeding, I guess. So when Johnson lost his title, black boxers were then prevented from competing against whites. Um, so basically, overall again, white people were afraid of black people succeeding. And then later achievements from the 1930s to the 1950s from African-American athletes, such as the baseball player, Jackie Robinson, were seen as victories for the black community but as threats for the white community. Yeah, so we can see how, like, white people really didn't like the thought of black people advancing, whether it was in sports or entertainment. You see how, like, there's a lot of 
people who protested in order for them to not advance to what they thought was correct meaning like they wanted to keep minorities at the bottom and keep this like white privilege of theirs in order to like for them to stay on the top so since sports is a social institution it doesn't want anyone to speak up so for example colin kaepernick his protest when he kneeled during the national anthem to spread awareness of uh, police brutality and how blacks are still being oppressed even though they have rights now so basically he kneeled during the national anthem and he was exercising his constitutional right yet the nfl let him go so and then after that no one else really wanted to hire him and the funny thing is that most of the nfl is owned by white people i believe there are only like two owners of color in the nfl so the sports industry is so powerful that the nfl refuses to hire kaepernick again yeah and then we can see again how like white owned people control what people of color can do like going back to amos and andy it was a white owned it was white owned by people who were obviously racist as they use blackface and the negative connotations in order to get their viewers we see how the nfl is a white owned a majority white owned community so basically white people are making money off of minorities yeah they're making what you're trying to say yeah they're just making money off minorities by basically oppressing minorities but yet since there's such a big yeah keeping them from expressing their concerns yeah so like they're just like before with amos and andy it was only white people who were allowed to be represented in the big screen it was only them but yeah like in birth of the nation too it was a white man playing a black person because they didn't want to hire a black person they didn't want black people to be known or represented in the media or maybe even paid or even paid yeah yeah they didn't want them to maybe become yes stars at that time and then we see how there was no representation until 50 years later and then there was a representation but they weren't able to advance and then we see how in the nfl people are just protesting on what they believe is wrong and yet i think there was also a time where black people were prohibited from participating in the olympics i think it was until the 1930s in germany where there is this black man who raced and he won but even before that there wasn't any black people in uh the olympics yeah so because it wasn't allowed we see how the oppression keeps going whether it's not being able to participate to not being paid to not being able to start a riot to start a movement because ultimately i feel like that's what kaepernick was trying to do to start a movement to start awareness to use his platform as a really big star at the time to just tell people like hey america stop what you're doing and look at what's going on like people like there's progression legal wise but there's still not progression within people's mentality of what is right and what is wrong this oppression of this conflict theory of trying to keep people down and trying to control ultimately a whole group of minority ultimately trying to like not make them progress Sports analytics are a collection of relevant historical statistics that, when properly applied, can provide a competitive advantage to a team or individual. On-field analytics deals with improving the on-field performance of teams and players. It digs deep into aspects such as game tactics and player fitness. 
A sports analyst consists of working within the field of a journalist, sportscaster, and or color commentator. A sports analyst will work for a media company that follows sports and their historical and current events and statistics. Such media companies include ESPN, CBS, TNT, and ABC. That's just a few. You will need a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's degree to become a sports statistician. Have you ever wondered if athletes make better students? Well, according to The Guardian, the answer is yes. According to Professor Ian Henry, director of the Century for Olympic Studies and Research at Lowberg University, having an outlet of interest other than sport helps athletes to put their training and performance into perspective, allowing them to deal more effectively with the challenges of sports, including setbacks and injuries. So this means when students are athletes, it drives them more to their studies because they have to maintain certain grades to stay on the team so that allows them to excel in both areas. What are sports studies? A sports study is a program that focuses on the psychological, sociological, and historical aspects of sports and physical activity. This includes instruction to the theory of sport, sports psychology, sport in America's society, gender and race, ethnicity, and sport, and sports history. Okay. So race is basically a social construct that affects everyday life, such as media, sports, or anything in general. My name is Aileen. And I'm Michelle. And we'll see you next time.